I, I want to be the person that I didn't really have. I didn't like, I was had to, I had to, I had to go and find my own counselor. I have to do that kind of stuff. So within my, my work, it was, it was always mental health awareness, raising awareness of the helplines, the services, the counseling services, everything that was there to be the signpost because I never had a signpost. I had to find my own signposts, you know? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. You are listening to Don't Be Afraid to Talk podcast with James. If you are listening for the first time, you are welcome. Talking and listening is key for growth, and I hope our stories will bring us together and we can draw inspiration from each other. Conversation will include topics such as mental and physical health, trauma and its effect, suicidal thoughts, recovery, and well-being. We will continue to raise awareness and offer a different perspective a mindset or an idea that could inspire you to take charge of your well-being and to grow as a human being. Thank you for joining us today. I am John here with Luke and this afternoon or this evening we are going to be discussing depression and its journey if you are listening thank you and i hope you have an open mind and we hope you can learn something from this episode to take away that you can use yourself hi luke how are you hey man i'm good thanks for having me thank you thank you for coming on do you mind just telling our listeners a little bit about about yourself yeah so my name is luke clerkin i'm from tala i'm a singer songwriter activist and just uh, I'm I'm really interested in mental health and homelessness and all other kind of causes that are that are present within Ireland at the moment and, and the world. So I'm I'm just yeah, I'm I'm interested in, in, in change and encouraging change within people and within myself at the same time, you know. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Um before we get going on the conversation, we're just gonna play a short game. Icebreaker as I call it. <laughs> I will give you a word. I will give you a word, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Nothing rude. Ha. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can say whatever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. The first one is music. Love it. My life. Passion. Everything I love to do, I'm passionate about. Yeah. Beginning. Every beginning has an end, but every end has a new beginning. Moment. Live it. Live in it. And the last one, together. We are strong. Super. That's great. Thanks for coming on, Luke. Can you just tell us a bit about how was growing up for you? Um, I ha- I think I had a great childhood, man. Like I was, I was very lucky. You know, um, my my parents were very like just they they did everything they could for me, you know. And um, I had I have two great sisters as well who who looked after me, who looked after me a lot, like, you know, and, and I grew up in Tala, um, so, you know, um, I grew up in, like, a working class area, so, yeah. like, as, as, like, my childhood was, was pretty decent, as I said, but when I, when I became a teenager, like, when I was, when I was into, when I was a child, I was really into, like, music and playing music, because my dad got me a guitar, um, and I went to lessons and everything like that, you know, so life was pretty, life was pretty cool, you know, maybe um some things you know 
we didn't have a uh, I didn't have as much as many other people maybe because of because of different like things that happened. Yeah, but yeah. I made do with what I had, and uh, we we made do as a family as, with what oh, we had fair. and everything, you know. And yeah, so I think so. Then like yeah, I got into music and I was into like I was a songwriter uh, from the age of like nine. You know what I mean? I wrote my first song <laughs> yeah. nine, nine or ten. When you're learning how so, to write, you're writing songs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I initially I didn't like it. I didn't like music. I didn't. Well, I did. I loved music. But I always sang. I always sang for like my, my auntie and my. I sang for my sister's friends over the phone and all this kind of stuff yeah. when I was really young. So it was something that was really like you know part of me, part of part of my life. Yeah. And then like my dad got me the guitar, and everything was you know, uh, great, and I loved it. Eventually, eventually, because I eventually I started to like oh I can write songs and. I, I listened to I was actually watching a, a little documentary on YouTube about it the night, but uh, that song "Teenage Dirtbag" like it's this summer it's a thousand you know that song came oh out, yeah yeah and I wrote a, <laughs> I wrote I wrote a song of my kind of very own kind of version uh, of it wasn't it yeah not really a version but like inspired by it like you know it mm. was it was it was something that was uh that inspired writing and I wrote this song and it was about a girl that I was in school with and you know um I was. I was like in fifth or sixth class and I didn't know what, I didn't really know anything about women at the time you know what I mean so you know yeah so like yeah so I wrote the song and then then like I got into school and you know as I as a, I mean I got into secondary school after that and then I, I became a teenager and I, I like I wanted to be one of the boys do you know what I mean yeah, so kind yeah. of music hooked music music kind of took the backseat to that like you know and yeah I, I started hanging around with people and and kind of music took the backseat mm. and then eventually i just i i stopped and the only time i really played music was in school mm. and like you know i was in school and i didn't get much of a push off the off the teacher that i had because i don't know i maybe i didn't show initiative you know and yeah. um I, I i i wish i had got that push because maybe my life would end up differently <laughs> but who knows, like, who knows? Who, who knows you know what i mean yeah who knows and like yeah so um music kind of hit the background and then i just i got involved with like drink and you know uh smoking and all that stuff what, which i won't talk while you're about, in school <laughs> well not while you're in school but what, no no i'm not in school but while I, while I was a teenager yeah you know yeah so so like outside of school i was getting involved in like like drinking on the streets and you know and i struggled mm. a bit with that i could never really hold down my drink and that kind of <laughs> you weren't a good drinker of, like no, 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 I'm not. I wasn't a good drinker at all. Like, and, and, like, I, I, yeah, I'd, like, some of the weekends, I, I wouldn't know where I was or how I got home and stuff like that. And some nights I'd love and I'd remember, and they were perfect. They were amazing. Yeah. They were involved singing with the lads. Do you know what I mean? Doing different things. But then, like, you know, I got involved in certain things, like, you know, fighting and, and different things as well. And just, just stupid teenage stuff that happens when you, mm. like, in places like this. Like, do you know what I mean? And growing up as a teenage, did you ever feel like, anxiety or anything like that because i don't think at a time the word i don't know but growing up do you ever hear the word depression even i, I didn't know i didn't know honestly I, di- I, di- I didn't know what it was i didn't i didn't know i didn't know anything about it but i i definitely felt mm. like i if i looking back now like oh, there was times when i was really depressed and and i may have had suicidal thoughts or, or tendencies and you know, and like I got, I won't go into detail, but I got, I got into some trouble over, over the situations that I got in when I was drunk and it resulted in me like, had somewhat becoming a recluse and stuff like that okay. as well in, in times. And 
because I, I, I just, I couldn't, like, I got in trouble. And, <laughs> yeah, I won't go, I can't go into detail because I just don't want to. But, um, you know, it, it hit points, sorry, sorry, but I, it hit points where, where I became, like, you know, situations happened yeah. in my life. Like, I, I was attacked one night, one night I came back from a party and I got attacked and I, um, this is something I've never really talked about, but I, I was, I was attacked and I got stabbed. Um, twice in the chest, twice in the stomach and twice in the back, you know, oh. and, it was this was a situation when I was like, I I think it was a bit I, I was in just going into fifth year of school or I was in fifth year something around those mm. lines. So I was about fifteen or sixteen. So any confidence like confidence that I gained towards like before then, kind of went away, and like people I felt like people maybe took advantage of that, and I let I kind of just I wasn't able to pick up for myself, and yeah, I acted out in school like school school for me. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really do well. You know, I had potential to do really well, but I acted out and a lot of things happened. So I think, especially that that, that moment, mate, I think there was a lot of trauma from that, that and, and something that I didn't know how to deal with. Mm. And like, you know, we mental health, like this is, I'm talking about like 2007, 2008, 2009, those kind of years, mental health wasn't really talked about. Yeah. So it was something that was really, yeah, and it was, I think, yeah, absolutely. After your incident, did you find yourself excluding yourself from a lot of things? Do you isolate yourself? Um, no, but I, I didn't actually, and that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't. I, I I didn't understand what was going on. I just I just went on with it, and just you know, I I like I looking back, I know I, I probably should have sought help, but like back then, nobody, as I said, nobody did understand any of that stuff. Like you know, mm. so, so you yeah. just got on. It's, sorry, yeah, it's a bit mad. It's, it's you just mad. got on with life yeah. the way you knew it. Yeah, and like I think I that it just all built up, you know, and it all built up, you know, and and then, you know, and then I got eventually I I got through school. I failed my leaving cert. Um, I failed maths, so I like I did ordinary maths and I failed my leaving cert. Mm. And you know, uh, like I did a lot of studying, but I, like I didn't, you know what I mean? I always put down, I put my head down to <laughs> yeah. study, but I ended up just studying Facebook or Bebo or whatever what was ever happening <laughs> at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're studying, but it, your mind wasn't really there. Yeah, yeah. I was you, just you, concerned about being around the boys and hanging out with the moths and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you just um, wanted a social life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know. And when did you, before the word depression came to your life, did you notice serious things happening to you that could have probably led to depression? Yeah, yeah. So as as I um as I got older, the drinking kind of continued, man. You know, it it it, it continued, and yeah, I think I was running away yeah. from things. You know what I mean? I was running away from dealing with things, and you know, uh, I think that's what happened. And it um it kind of culminated to it to a certain uh point of my life where uh I was like, I need to get out of here. You know, I dropped out of. I got into college eventually. Mm. I did a PLC course after school. Then I then I, then I went to then I went to college and <laughs> college. You know what I mean? Yeah. First year, freshers week. You know, rag week. All these things. You jump into and you jump into alcohol and you jump into all those things and you jump mm. into being part of the session and all that kind of stuff. And I did that. And then I dropped out of college and I, I remember going to my dad one morning and saying here, like it was a morning in my yeah. summer exams, my first year exams. And I was like, here, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And he wasn't happy at all. But I just, I just knew in my, in my head that I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want it. 
I don't want to be in college. And at, at, at that point, I was working part-time in a deli. So I had no, I had literally no purpose or no idea of where you I was going. You just knew you didn't want to but, carry yeah. on with the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, looking back on it now, I don't regret dropping out, you know what I mean? Because I was doing computing at the time and, and it wasn't really what, it's not it's, it's not what I do now and I wouldn't have been happy, you know what I mean? I don't think. And then, yeah. So, yeah, I dropped out and then I went to, um, I got away from Ireland. I, I Well, I, I said I was getting away. I As I said, I run away from myself. I run away from my issues and stuff like that, you know? And Did you I, move I, abroad? Well, I attempted to, and I only I only lasted three weeks, and I I stayed with I stayed with somebody who I thought was a friend, and it just didn't go the way I I went, and I, it yeah, it just went really sour, and like mm. I I came back the shell of the person that I was when I left, and I wasn't really a person, even a full the full uh, Lou Clerken when it, before I left, but I came back and I was so much worse, and that's You're, that's that's you felt like you're in a deeper hole. When you came back, when I was over there, I remember, I remember going. Um, I remember just having that was a suicide. I remember having a suicidal thought, and and um, tr- I had a thought of throwing myself in front of a car. You know what I mean? And and like, mm. I I don't like that's the thing. It was that mindset. That's how I was. That's how low I was. And I managed to get out of the situation that I was in when I was over there. You know, I was ended like yeah, things just went totally pear-shaped you know what i mean so when i came back i was still carrying those feelings i managed to get back like i only lasted three weeks but i came back and i was in a cloud i was yeah. in this i was in this i was just wasn't i wasn't sure who i was you know what i mean i wasn't sure of, of anything and um yeah i i just remember continuing coming back and then continuing drinking and uh um, you, you just went back to what you were doing before. yeah i just started going out with the boys and then i i don't remember planning to actually take my own life and um i remember the metro you remember the metro in tala it's, it's called something yeah right yeah, now. yeah jesus yeah no it's still called a metro yeah 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 it's just not the same anymore <laughs> yeah, so i went I, I think it's got a different name but i think to us it'll always have to be called a metro you know what i mean <laughs> um but yeah so i remember being there and i remember going out and i remember picking up my jacket I remember in my head before I went down that night, I planned to, yeah, I planned to jump off the Tala Bridge onto the bypass. And this before you went out, this yeah, and I went. You out. already had that thought in mind, yeah, and and then instead of doing that, it wasn't a plan. It was just like these suicidal, like you know, irrational thoughts and all this kind of stuff. And instead of doing that, I ran home. You know, it's like something within me told me to run home instead of do that, and I ran home, mm. and then. Like a few weeks later, or maybe I don't know. I, it, this is so cloudy because it's it's ten years ago. But I just remember opening up to my family and my dad, and and you know they 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 told me to go down to like uh, the A and E, um, and you know when you say you opened up, you told them that you think you're depressed. I just I I, I don't know. We we had some sort of argument, and I came out of nowhere and I says, "What if I don't want to be here anymore?" And they just turned mm. around and they were like, "What?" So I was just, I was just gone 20 at this point, like, you know, so, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a weird time and it's, and looking back on it, like, you know, it's, it's crazy and sorry to be using that word, but it it was just, it's, yeah. No, it's not crazy, no. And when you went to the hospital, like when was the first time you were diagnosed with 
depression. So I went to the hospital and then I think the hospital told me to go to my GP. Mm. And uh, like they assessed me and said I was okay to go home. Mm. But that's another thing. And I'll, I'll maybe talk about that a bit later. But uh, I went and I went to my GP and my GP says, yeah, you sound like you have depression. And, you know, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do I do? You know, I didn't want to be in that situation anymore, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, I was... Around I was, around this time of your life, a lot of things wasn't quite going the way you you thought they would have been going. And I had no plans. Like, at that point, like, and I like this, this is a quote that I came up with years ago, but at that point, my only future at that time was the weekend. Okay, you kind of had no sense of purpose. No, no, and I didn't, I didn't, like, like, and it's like a lot of people of that age, like, you only think about, all right, okay, get through this week, I'll go out to the plaza, I'll go out to nightclubs, I'll go out and do this and do that, you know what I mean? And, mm. you know? Yeah, you, you kind of just, you're living for the weekend every, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're living for the weekend. And what, you went to the doctor and they said, okay, you, the doctor told you you might have depression. Yeah, so I I went to the doctors and she's like, um, is everything okay? Do, 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 she's like, I, she she gave me a number for a friend of hers that were was hiring in town and like, you give me a number for for you give me a number for a job. I'm there coming to you and saying I'm I'm, thinking about, I'm having thoughts about killing myself and you know and you you were saying about this and I'm like what what the, what's going on here? So I went home on my own accord and I I uh, after that. I was given medication straight away, you know what I mean? Which is something I'll, I'll talk about more as well mm. um, later, maybe. So it's like I went I went home and and I, I just, out on my own accord, and I was like, ma'am, ma'am, I had this Tala directory of all the all the different services. I don't know how, if they still do it anymore. It's probably just available online. But this was, as I said, this was now 2011, 2012, like, do you know what I mean? So when this was happening. So, um, yeah, yeah. And... I remember looking through the book and finding a counselling services and I ended up ringing one up and I like, but I did this myself. Like I wasn't told that you have to go see, see therapy. Mm. I was given, like I was referred to a psychiatrist, which a psychiatrist is somebody who deals with like medicine and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Not a counsellor, you know? And it was just, it was, it was mad. It was just where back then it was just, think of it now. I'm like, so you went to, you went to look for the information yeah. yourself. Yeah, when it should have been given to me. And before that, when you put on medication, were you already taking the medication? Or do you just decide, I'm not going to take this? No, I started ta- I took the medication and then ended up going to counselling. Okay. And then, yeah, and then ended up going to counselling. And then um, a few months passed and I actually ended up getting a job. Did you get a job staff. that you referred to? <laughs> No, oh, not at all. No. I remember, okay. I remember ringing up that. I remember ringing up that job, and your, your your person on the phone was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> you know what I mean? The person probably I didn't know, even though I was saying to them, like I just attempted it. So it was like at that point in my life, like I was afraid to walk out of my house. Not it was not it was kind of agoraphobia or or like you know social anxiety and stuff like that. I didn't really want to. I just I couldn't be around groups of people. I could, and if I was go- going out, I could only think like. Oh man, I can't wait to get back to bed. Do you know what I mean? That's how I was. Like, and yeah, you you kind of felt you just like everywhere you went, you just didn't really want to be there. Yeah, yeah. So it was like yeah. And how was and how were things at home at that time? 
a day it was it was supportive man like you know they were as supportive as they, as they could be you know and um like i i wasn't really great at communicating because i didn't know how to communicate you know what i mean i didn't know what mm. to say but they mm. were there when i needed them and and you know looking after me and, and it was amazing i was i'm very i'm very lucky I'm very lucky with the with the family that I have, like you know. Yeah. Especially like I put them through so much shit when I was younger, man. Like you know what I mean? So much stress and just anxiety and worry of like maybe, oh, is Luke gonna get home okay tonight? What's what state is Luke gonna be home in tonight? Like you know, I wasn't an alcoholic, you know what I mean? But I was somebody who just couldn't handle my drink. And I was sometimes even when I was college, like you look back on your Facebook memories. And when I was in college in that time before before all this happened, I was going out three four nights a week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you never felt like you had to hide what was wrong with you. No, because you no. had the support. Yeah, it wasn't until obviously I, I I told them what was going on, and I still I blurted out that day like, "What if I don't want to be here anymore?" But like, and even to this day, like I can ring up any of my sisters or my dad or my ma, or like I'm lucky to have really great friends. Like you know what I mean, and. I'm lucky, lucky mm, to yeah. be able to ring them up and tell them, "Here, listen, lads, I'm not, I'm not okay." And then one of them will drive up to me, or one of them will like say, "Come down to me," or do you know what I mean? And, and they'll meet up. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you ever have a, a negative self-reflection? Like, do you ever kind of beat yourself up over things? <laughs> All the time, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, man. Um, <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm, I think that's part of the anxiety and I think that's part of the depression you're like, you know, I think that's part of it, you know, and, and yeah, I, I do, but not so much anymore, like, not as much, sorry, not so much as would be an, like an understatement. Not, yeah, but not, at the time, ta- when, much, you know, at the time you used to do quite a lot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was just something like, there's a lot like, you know. And did, did something happen that made you say, look, I'm going to. Well, for better word, fix myself. Um, you know, I, like going back to the drinking, I was drinking while I was on the uh, was on, while I was on the medication, man. And it's not a, a, never a good idea. Like they say, never mix antibiotics with with alcohol. Never mix antidepressants with alcohol because, Jesus, man, like I was, you know, I wasn't it wasn't great. I wasn't a great drinker anyway. So it came to the point. It was a uh, New Year's Eve twenty. 11 going into 2012 like you know so and i went out that mm. night again i went out to somewhere in tala and i was with the boys and i don't remember getting home and uh yeah I, I don't remember getting home and that night that day i woke up on new year's day 2012 and i said i can't do this to myself anymore i can't do this to my family i can't do this and i'm, I'm just gonna i just decided to stop drinking and i stopped smoking and I stopped doing everything else that I was mm. doing. And, you know, and yeah, it was mad. And like the job that I was talking about, I eventually I started getting, I got a job in a local, a retail store. I won't mention the name, but I worked in the stock room of the retail store, man. And yeah, like I was going through loads of depression at that point. Like, you know what I mean? And But I, I ended up getting money from it, obviously, from working like loads of extra hours and doing whatever, like Christmas paying. And eventually after after giving up the drink and, and giving up everything else, mm, mm. I was like, what did I do? I remember going to my counsellor. So it's continuing going to counselling. Sorry, I'm going back and forth with everything that I'm saying. So hopefully you can kind of stay in the loop. No, yeah, no, I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I went forward, like going forward, like after I stopped drinking, 
I uh, I remember going to my counsellor and I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not like I'm not drinking anymore. What do I do? And she was like, what did you like to do when you were younger? And mm. I was like, music. And I always say like a light bulb just switched. So I used the money from the Christmas job and I went out and I went on online. I think it was like Toman or some website like that. And I bought a guitar. It was a Takamine uh, G-Series guitar. Like it was just cherry kind of red. Lovely, lovely, lovely guitar. And yeah. especially for somebody who hadn't played a guitar. Like I hadn't really played the guitar properly for, for eight years now. You know what I mean? So mm. like we, I did, within the within the mindset to write a song and to perform, like I hadn't done that in like eight years. So it was like music replaced. How do I do this yeah, again? And music replaced that that void or that I don't know addiction. I don't know if it was addiction or not. Like that, you know what I mean? That my my relationship with with alcohol. Do you think your drinking and smoking was like you mentioned that you were trying to run away from? <laughs> you were trying to run away from things. You didn't want to think. Do you think that's what you you drank and you smoked? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it was also to be one of the boys and try to be try try to be mad. Okay. I was I never fitted in with any group that I hung around when I was younger. I never fitted in. Like, you know, I never I never was meant to be in that group, but I always tried to be one of the boys and I was never one of the boys. Do you know what I mean? And and, and one of the boys actually said that to me one day and he says to me, like, you, you <laughs> what are you doing you, here? You don't you don't actually like belong with us. Like you shouldn't like it's like this is not for you. But I didn't listen to them. And yeah. Like that person, and if this person is listening now, and if they know who they are, I wish I had to listen to you. But I'm I'm grateful that you said that to me that day because it's something that I'm like I can look back on and say they were right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. kind of you're trying to fit into the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. That also can drive someone to depression to depression because you're trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I I try myself right now, and and to this day I try to remain who i am and find who i am and uh, there's, there's a lot of soul mm. searching and i think no matter who you are you're always searching for for bits of you because it's easy it's so easy to get lost you know yeah it's easy to get lost in perception and yeah. instead of yeah so easy to get lost in perception and do you think for yourself when you went back to music did a lot of your troubles starting easing i think i had to deal with a lot of stuff that i hadn't dealt with you know what i mean and i I dealt that through like the, the problems were still there yeah but i think even problems that were like caused by drinking and, and issues that i had and maybe relationship stuff and things that happened in the past it, i had to confront them and i was lucky to have counseling as that way of doing that but i also had the music to do that you know what i mean and music was my my outlet you know what I mean? It was just my, yeah. my, it was my, it was my therapy as well as, as much as, uh, as much as uh, therapy was actually therapy, you know, music, music was like the counter or I don't know how, what I'm saying, but like, I think you get me. It was, a, it was an added. Music was a way, yeah. Like true, true music, you found out calm or peace, whatever yeah. it is people yeah. find. Yeah. And yeah. how often would you spend with a counselor? Were you going every week, twice a week? I was yeah, I was going once a week. I I think you, you know they they normally do the, like the six week sessions, and then I, you know, it's it's something that I still do. Like it's something every year, I end up back there. I end up going to a different counselor, or sometimes the same counselor and stuff like that. You know, I think it's a, I I think for me anyway, I feel like I need sometimes I need to top up and kind of like yeah, how do I say get get your mind back to who I am? Yeah, 
Yeah. It's the same way if you're looking at yeah. physical exercise. You know, if you train for three months and you go out of shape, you go back training again. <laughs> but with a mind, yeah, with a mind, you do six week therapy. That's not going to do you for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, you might have to go yeah. back again. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's another conversation. And what's the scary thing about having depression? It's just, I think, not knowing when it's gonna come. Sometimes I think that that's the mm. that's a big deal. Um, I'm I'm very lucky that I kind of understand triggers and I understand um when it's gonna. I can yeah I can understand how my body feels when it happens and all that kind of stuff. And I know when I have to slow down, but I don't always do it. So I mean, it's sometimes you just you kind of like everybody. I I so I, I I kind of. Yeah, it's a process, man, and I'm still in this process. You know what I mean? And I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to get the better of it. You know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just very lucky that, as I said, I have a, a close network of people and and a close family, and I know that I can find can find in them and say anything. You know what I mean? And if there's things that I can't say to them, I know I can say to counselors. You know what I mean? And for for like embarrassment reasons and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? and, and when you, yeah. the times when you're thinking about taking your own life, did you ever confront that with your friends or anything like that? Did you ever tell them about it, or did you just keep that to yourself? Yeah, I, I, I've told, I've told many of my friends about it. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, this isn't something that's just happened once in, and in my life. Like, it's happened even recently in the last like year or so. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that, like, it's something that I feel. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know how to explain this. And do you ever wonder where those thoughts coming from? I, I, whatever, like what they say, like, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, 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 like, I don't understand properly the science of the mind, but they always talk about chemical imbalance and, and things like that. And maybe, maybe that's where it's from. Or maybe, um, I think just balance in general. And I, I feel like a friend of mine would always say everything is about balance. You know what I mean? And if, if, if sometimes it's just when I go off balance, you know, like the most recent time that I can imagine like right now, I can think of right now was I was living in Germany and I, I went over on a mm. scholarship and everything like on the outside looked picture perfect. I'm going over to scholarship. I'm going to, to, to be in, in one of the biggest music colleges in Germany and one of the most connected colleges. Everything looks great on the outside, yeah. but I was over there and I, I felt isolation and I didn't have, I was like, you know, left to my own devices and I feel like when I don't have a schedule or a sense of purpose or anything like that, that's when I start to lose myself and I lost myself over there. I was lucky to have a close-knit group of friends over there, but eventually I, I it, it just became too much for mm. me and, you know, um, I remember one night I was, one day, sorry, one day I was walking around uh, Mannheim, I was in Mannheim and I was walking around and, and I was walking around the river and, and I imagined I thought of throwing myself in the in the in the river, and um, this was in Germany. This was in Germany, and this was only in twenty nineteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I uh, instead of doing that, I I went home and I, I rang my parents and I, I and my friend Danny and I cried down the phone to Danny and I was like, I'm coming home, and I cried down the phone to my parents as I'm coming home. I need to come home, so I booked a flight for the next week. I had some gigs to play, <laughs> and the musician in me is like, you play play your gig. I still play these gigs, but. I played these gigs with a bit, a bit of weight left off my shoulders, and I mean that last because because is that because you're able to ring your friend, ring your parents, and yeah, 
And because I knew I was going home and, and you know. Okay, so you felt a bit of sense of ease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, like, honestly, don't get me wrong. Like, the experience that I had over there when, when I was playing gigs and I was doing things, it was amazing. And it was amazing musicians, amazing people. And I still stay connected with them today. You know what I mean? I still write songs with one of them. Um, I still, I'm still working with a producer from over there and stuff like that. And that was amazing. It was just, a, it was when I wasn't doing things. That's when the things came on top of me. And I think the language barrier was a big thing for me as well. And, you know, mm. um, I had a lot of time on my hands, a lot of free time on my hands. Is that not a good thing? <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not for me. I, 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 no. I, I struggle with that. I struggle with that. Like, you know what I mean? I struggle with that. And because I'm so used to being on on the go on the go and i like before i left i was on a i was working for in in a, a college doing tour guiding and i was like working sometimes 13 hour days do you know what i mean so to go from working like 13 hour days sometimes and coming home and then going away to doing like two or three hours of class a week and then sometimes different scattered everywhere else and then rehearsals and scattered everywhere else it's a, it's a big change and then going to a new country and and new new culture and immersing yourself into it and it it was Mannheim's not a it's not a happy city like it's not the like like not like the likes of Berlin or Hamburg which I've lived in before yeah um it's it's just it's an industrial city it's got a darkness about it you know what I mean mm. and yeah so yeah and I was also an old student like I went over there when I was 28 and everyone like like I would end up in the way it worked out I ended up starting in first year and I was 28 and I was technically I was in third year back home you know, it was weird. It was a weird way it ended up. So I was like, I, I yeah, I found it hard to connect with a lot of the people. And but then I, I did connect with a lot of them at the end, at the end of it. And you know, um, and you know the way when you say like, if you don't have plans, if you like, if you don't know what what's coming next, you get you get the thoughts start coming back in your mind. It wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't know what was coming next. It was just like I didn't know what was happening at the time. You know what I mean? And, and mm. I, I struggled with that. I struggled with, with with coming home. Like I wanted to come home maybe the first couple of weeks, that first couple of months that I went there. But I forced myself to stay, and I'd come home. Came home for a graduation from my old college. Went back. Forced myself to go back. I remember coming. I remember when I was back from my graduation. I was sat. I, I stood upon the Liffey with one of my mates. Yeah, out of college, and I t- said to him, I was like, "Here, man, I don't, I'm not really enjoying myself over there. I'm not really happy." I went back over, and it was like November, December, and a young, a young musician from Ireland that I knew, um, I didn't know, like he wasn't one of my best mates, but he was someone I knew and someone I, someone I had a, like a, like a, you know what was it? I, I, I supported him, and we, we had a like. We like we 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 liked each we liked each other's music. You knew who like, you knew who the person. And unfortunately, he passed away by suicide. Yeah, and I was feeling kind of that. I wasn't at that point suicidal, but it made me feel. I I felt really depressed that day, and, and I remember going to the pub with my my mates, and obviously I wasn't drinking. I was just maybe drinking water or whatever. And my my exchange student friends, and they were like, um, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, I just told them eventually what was going on because normally I'm upbeat i'm happy and not well not happy but you know what i mean i'm mm. oh, i'm i'm hyper and talkative and then when i'm not yeah. like that there's obviously something going on and i i talked about it and so that came on top of me so it was like it was everything it was man it was just fighting to go home and then i remember going back coming home for christmas having a great time when i was home then going back and then like i came back after christmas and I miss my trains at Mannheim from Frankfurt and 
loads of mad stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, this is like this a bad day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when when you go back home, did you feel like like did you feel good being home, or was those feelings still chasing you at home? I, the feelings were kind of chasing me, but I was kind of relieved that, like you know, I I I got in touch with a counselling service here, and and like I I, I started doing sessions with them. I found a, a place to live, which was really lovely. One of my old um my old bosses actually, <laughs> um, like rented me a room, um, when I was looking for one. So I found I found like very very lucky because like with the housing crisis here, like the cont- the ongoing housing crisis Jesus, here, yeah. I, I was lucky enough to find somewhere. It was a box room, but I had my I I also had my own little space, like a sitting room. It was a, it was a place for me to work on my, my music and to. For my for my for my landlady to listen to me playing my music and yeah you know, and she, like it was a space so I, I found a safe space where I could you know find myself again and I think then I got back into the kind of got back into the music scene and um it was about a month and a half I got back working and then the pandemic happened <laughs> so it was like wow but like the isolation that I suffered in 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 Mannheim and the feelings that I that I experienced prepared me for the isolation that we had to deal with when it came with COVID. So I knew, okay, I have to, I have to do something with my yeah. life right now. I cannot make, sh- I, I cannot, you know, I cannot sit around and just, you know, dwell on this. I need to make mm. sure that I'm doing things every day that I have, you know, and like, so I was going out on walks. I was, I organized a, um, a safe space session which was a thing i set up it was online zoom and i got poets and songwriters and i was organizing two groups a week uh sometimes like sorry two groups twice a week so i'd have yeah. two set four set four sessions a week i was doing songwriting sessions i went out and bought all i bought the, the mac that I ha- i'm on now i went out and bought a mac i bought uh, a proper microphone and um, headphones like this the, the the everything that i need to record and i started recording demos and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, it was. I made sure that I kept busy because I knew if I if wasn't, sat I down, be, yeah, if you sat down and dwelled on what's going on, yeah, you, you would have been back down. And do you find music? I know music is, is your outlet. So when you do music, is that when you kind of feel your happiest? Um, yeah. Well, I like it's how I deal with everything. Or do you? Like you, you can be good at something and I enjoy it. So no. when you're doing music, do you enjoy it? I love performing. Or are you just doing it because you're good at it? No, I love performing live. Like I love, I love performing live. I love writing songs. I love the process. I, I love everything about it, really. Like you know, and I'm, I'm aiming to teach music mm. now. I'm aiming to to be that person for maybe there's a person that was like me who didn't get that push. Um, who may not be showing initiative, yeah. but maybe they have a little spark within them, and I'm aiming to be that person. You know what I mean? And, and I want to be that person for somebody because I didn't have it when I was younger. And like when it comes back, I haven't really talked about my mental health work and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to that, that's another reason why. Because like I, I, I want to be the person that I didn't really have. I didn't like. I was had to. I had to. I mm. had to go and find my own counselor. I have to do that kind of stuff. So within my my work it was it was always mental health awareness raising awareness of the helplines the services the counseling services everything that was there to be the signpost because i never had a signpost i had to find my own signposts you know yeah yeah we we often advocate for things that we didn't have 
and yeah. then so when you know that pain you kind of want to make it easier for someone else that might be going through what you went through and uh, in, you were talking about balance there so is that doing everything small bits of everything or is that just this is still a process man that i'm working on but like i i've got in as a med i've got into meditation in within the last year or so because i went back to college to do a like finish off i i went to bali for about for two years and i went back after after like that all that stuff had happened all the the first couple of lockdowns and i went back to college and uh to, to get me through that because that was hard i started doing meditation so i think meditation is key for balance as well it's like start off the day with gratitude and and you know um I actually got into kind of Buddhism as well. I'm, I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist, but I got into Buddhist teachings and learning about how Buddhists meditate and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, a lot of stuff goes over my head, but the meditation stick with me. So I, I do that and even mindfulness and stuff like that. And right now, like I'm I'm starting a new process where I've started a new job. I'm starting a new college course and I'm like, right, what do I do now? So I, 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 I remember talking to a friend uh, the other day and he was like, um, all work and no play makes Jack go dull or something like that. You know the thing about the shining. <laughs> so, but it's the thing. It's like it's like you need to find your balance. You need to find so having time for leisure, having having time for like obviously like the gym and play and, and things like that. Having time to mm. hang out with your friends, making time for yourself, even having an hour to listen to a podcast or something, or go for a walk or to be with friends or or i know it but it's i i think friends are important to be with your family you know what i mean have a phone call like i might my, my parents don't live in in dublin do you know what i mean so like even that opportunity of going up to see my family and even just already being on the phone to them like you know i try to ring them as much as i can but sometimes i don't and um but i want to mm. stay on top of that like even things like that like being on the phone to my family and being on the phone to my friends and you know no one went to step back from things as well you know no one went to okay i'm just say to pull back when it gets too much yeah and this is i'm learning this and and it's a it's a process man it's an ongoing process it is it is it's uh you'll keep doing it until there's not end date like you'll keep doing it you you never master it you just get better yeah yeah as you learn you just get better and would you spend much time with your thoughts now yeah like if you were to spend what since you're doing meditation now you're able to be quiet for a period of time. It's it like, in all honesty, when, when, when college finished, like my meditation structure kind of dissipated, you know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't. And now because mm. I'm getting a bit more structure in my life, because like I had such a proper schedule, like I was literally in class nine to four, nine, like every, like nearly every day, like, you know what I mean? Um, and I'd always have assignments and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm getting back into that kind of same uh, routine it's like I'm gonna build it into it, so it's important. Like for me, as I said, when when things, when I lose structure, my mind loses structure. So I, I'm a very. I remember I worked with a, a friend of mine called Luke, another Luke, and uh, he's a he's a, he's a he's a wise yeah. soul. Like do you know what I mean? And and he said to me like he asked me a question because I was doing kind of an, an apprenticeship with him. He's a he's a he's a musician like, and uh, he's like he. I remember he asked me, he asked me actually about like. Like, do you need structure in your life? And I was like, no, no, fine. And I was like, I'm like, who am I kidding? I do need structure. <laughs> I just don't think I understood the question at the time because I was so, my mind was so muddled yeah. with what was going on, you know? Mm. 
yeah so yeah so now that i've got the structure and I, I can achieve balance like i can attempt it at least you know and and be that yeah try to just stay on top of things yeah. you know and like i go back to like one of my lyrics to my song stones uh, which is a song that i wrote in like 2015 when i was trying to play um <laughs> think about trying to do too much at the same one time but i was trying to play 300 gigs in a year um and at that point yeah yeah so <laughs> like i don't know man i have these things i'm an impulsive person very impulsive and and and, and stubborn in ways as well and i was like ah it was one of the things where i wanted to just i was like if i don't do this i'm gonna give up music and or i'll never mm. i'll never i mean i grew from trying to from trying to play that i ended up playing like 250 but while i was in the the, the that's great 250 in a year yeah, it was insane man but I, when i was in the kind of process of doing that as i said it's back to that word process you know when i was when i was in in that like process and trying like going through it it was it was heavy stuff man like do you know what i mean i was trying my body was mm. like i was going in it of I was going in from the cold into the heat and out to the cold and I got playing sometimes two or three gigs a night. You know what I mean? Two or three pubs or two or three venues or whatever I was doing a night. And it was a lot, man. And I was trying to do, I was also doing stuff for like, I was working at the time as well. I was doing like an internship and, mm. and it was, it was crazy back then. That was a different internship that I was doing. And yeah, so it was, a, it was a lot. So I remember writing the song and um, it's like, uh, when everything's when everything feels bigger because it's all piled up little stones become boulders when they're held for long enough you know little stones become boulders when they're held for long enough and it's like if I'm feeling overwhelmed that's when I'm like I need to tell somebody I need to I need to do this I need to talk to somebody I need to pull back from something you know what I mean and that's like you know it's, it's yeah so that that song was kind of a message it was a message to yourself and anyone that feels exactly like the song doesn't belong to me anymore like i i've had people like we yeah. i've sang that song <laughs> i think people are kind of some people who know my music very well are probably sick of me singing that song but i will always <laughs> sing that i've sang that song all, all all over the world at this point like in 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 all over the uk uh in in um in germany in in uh denmark in in america all over ireland you know what i mean and I'll, I'll, I'll sing it for as long as people will let me sing, you know, because I think it's so, so important. And and I feel like getting that message out there is so, so important. And people have come to me and said, that song has helped me. Or I've gotten messages throughout the years saying mm. the song has helped me. And I love that song. And, and thank you. And, and like, you know, and like the aim of, I think, any musician or any person who wants to help people, if you help at least one person, that's your job done. Like it's like yeah. if we help one pe- person by this conversation, James, that's our job done. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think we. You never really think about one an impact you can have on one person's life, and if you can make an impact on one person's life, that's that's a good life. <laughs> I think. Hundred percent, man. Um, you know, we everyone's trying to do big things, and we're looking for the big things, but aim aim small. Aim small. Help one person. Start there. Yeah. And see what it takes you. And uh, we we counselling. Obviously, when you're with your counsellor, you you express yourself differently. Yeah. As in, you, you're more vulnerable. Like outside a counselling room, would you still be vulnerable? Um, 
I think I, I, I'm, 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 I'm one of these very lucky people that I'm able to just like, I know some people and I've talked to friends of mine, close friends of mine who, who, if they take a while to open up to open up the counselors and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky that I, I have the, the, the ability to just let everything go. Yeah. <laughs> and some, <laughs> you some, you like, just let it out. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a waterfall or something like, you know, but yeah. So it's, it's one of these things, you know, where if i if i don't do that then i play music or I'll, I'll ring a friend or or something like that you know what i mean and uh then I, if i don't deal with it then i have to get the the next counseling session is mm. the next week you know what i mean so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it, it, it works out well that way you know yeah <laughs> if you had to describe on your experience if you had to describe depression in one word what would that word be lostness lost i don't even know if that's a word but lostness the feeling of lost lostness it's like the it's just that feeling of being lost and the feeling of um not knowing where you are and like it's like when you're in that when when i was in that mm. dark place before and i had those thoughts and like the when the lowest that i've ever felt it's just sometimes you just don't um like the irrational thoughts and everything becomes a, a lot for you and it overcomes it's like it's you have that feeling of it was like people would be left be better off without me and that kind of stuff so it's like it's feeling of lost and lost from the love that people have for you and i know you said one word but i can't it's there's not just one word you can't describe it with one yeah. word you know you you feel you're detached from yeah the world like completely man completely and yeah okay. i'm I'm just i i'm i'm so so thankful and grateful for for my friends and my family and my counselors and oh man yeah <laughs> and when you uh <laughs> when you're going into that stage like, sorry, let me start again. At this stage in your life, would you notice the pattern if it started to occur again? Yeah, 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 yeah. And right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to assess whether there's an underlying thing or an underlying, underlying reason why I'm becoming depressed every so often. And it's this is another part of the process, man. I'm trying to to get to know myself better, to, to get to know who Luke Clerkin actually is as a person and yeah you know and get to know who i am and it's it's gonna be it's an ongoing process man but I, i'm i'm as you said i'm it gonna, is, I'm, I'm it gonna try we, and master we, it like i'm gonna rob your words i'm gonna try and master it you know with depression there isn't it's not caused by one event no. it's not caused by one thing it's a mixture of a lot of things yeah it's a culmination and man. it's always a culmination it's a combat yes yeah, a combination of a lot of things yeah. you don't just wake up depressed no. you know a series of events have been happening that you've probably been ignoring. Yeah. <laughs> in your case, you're trying to run away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and eventually your body just says, no more. I'm Man, I'm a very sensitive being as well. I'm a very sensitive person. So I, 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 I like, I'm not, as I said, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. But I feel I'm, I'm, I'm very empathic. And sometimes that mm. if, if someone is feeling down sometimes that energy i can feel it too you know what i mean and um sometimes that makes me want to help people but sometimes i i just i can't deal with it as well like you know what i mean I, i'm mm. i don't know energy i'm not the energy and stuff like that i'm i sound like some sort of uh <laughs> or something but you know what i mean so i'm, I'm quite sensitive in in that way people's energy i'm a set yeah 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 i can soak up people's energy negative energy and and it affects me badly as well and I'm, i learned, I think meditation helps you handle that and i i did this buddhist meditation it's called the metta bhavna and i'm still i want to still learn more about it but it's basically about finding love and compassion 
for everybody, for yourself, firstly, for the people that you love, for people you don't really know, like random people, and for people that maybe be difficult in your life and to still have yeah. have love and compassion and you know for that pe- for that person because you don't know what they're mm. going through and it's all about empathy and it's all about that and I, I think empathy is a big thing in my life and i try to use it a lot of the time sometimes i don't because i'm a human sometimes it just doesn't like you know like i can i could I, you know but i i try my mm. best to use empathy in my life and i think empathy is everything I think empathy is everything and to understand other people yeah. you need to have empathy. Yeah. That's my rant over. You know what course I think you might enjoy? Um pranic healing. Yes. Um I actually I used to go to meditations within that within those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very good for clearing our energy. I'll tell you a funny story. Um one of the girls who used to run it, you probably know her. Um she used to bring me to to the meditations a couple of times because uh I don't know, she was just very helpful and, and she, she invited me to them, her and her partner at the time. And I went to the meditations. I'm sure I fell asleep in the group meditations and I'd wake up and your man would be sitting there laughing at me because I was sitting there snoring, <laughs> laying there snoring while they were, they were all trying to do a group meditation. There's probably about 20 of us in the room and I'm falling asleep, man. Yeah. But it just... That's normal yeah. meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tells me. It, tell, it, it tells you how like how much I needed it. You know what I mean? How how tired yeah. I was and how stressed I was, you know? Yeah. And you probably get like a very good rest. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's good. And um, what, what's the future for Luke? What are you planning to do next? Um, It's, it's a big question, James. But uh, I feel... I feel like... I, I, I'm, okay let me cut back what are you planning to do over the next six months <laughs> I, i'm gonna start studying to be a teacher so i've already started studying i'm doing a postgrad now i just got my results from college there last week um and so i'm, I'm doing a postgrad in further education teaching um i'm also sitting on a couple of singles um a couple of singles mm. that i've been working on but because of the pandemic and everything and just because of my mental health i'm not i was like i want to release music when i'm actually ready to release music because sometimes the process yeah. of releasing music and um, i don't know it affects my mental health and and i i need to i think I, when i'm at being a, in the right place yeah to release it because yeah you know yeah if you don't get the response that you you hope for sometimes it can affect you because it's like i don't know as i said i'm i'm, I'm a sensitive person you know and, and yeah that that's good being sensitive yeah. is a good thing i know we yeah, yeah. we often don't think it is but it is a good thing and yeah. um what are you proud of um that i'm still alive man <laughs> yeah i think I'm, I'm proud of my achievements i didn't go really go into my mental health work but i'm proud of the stuff that i've achieved and i achieved it with my friends and, and the other activists that i've been involved with and i'm proud of how far we've come as as people and i'm proud of the country of how the country has turned around in the last 10 years towards the the likes of mental health and i'm proud of that and i'm proud to have been part of that change that I could be even a small little minute part of that change. I'm proud to have been part of that because like I, I've been basically an activist for the last ten nearly ten years now, man. And you know, it's been it's yeah. been it's been I'm proud to be part of that. I'm proud to, to, to have made a small like to maybe have made a small um or whatever I can say, impact. Contribution. Another, contribution, yeah, man. So Yeah. To that. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I'm proud of like this is a big question. Sorry, I'm just I'm proud of my I'm proud. Oh yeah, I'm proud of my friends and my family for, for staying with me. And I'm, yeah, I'm proud. I'm, yeah, I'm proud that I'm keeping that I'm keeping. Uh, I'm 
rather uh, than pr- pride, I'm feeling gratitude, man. I'm feeling gratitude right now, and mm, just grateful. Yeah, I'm just feeling grateful, and I think it's important, yeah. and it's something that I need to stay on top on of instead staying top of um, mm. is gratitude. I'm feeling gratitude right now in this moment, right now within this conversation. I'm feeling gratitude, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And uh, what's your why? Why is it important for you to keep going? Jesus, I could I could speak non-stop for an hour <laughs> about my life but when you ask me stuff like that i'm like whoa whoa mine mine blown <laughs> okay 30 seconds go <laughs> right 30 seconds is up is it um <laughs> so what i think what i think my why is because because i know if i can like because of what i said if i can help one person one person if i can help one person with whatever i'm mm. doing if it's teaching if it's playing music if it's being on stage if it's just smiling at a person you know you don't know when you're walking by a person how much a smile can do to their day you know what i mean and that means a lot because like some people when you especially when you're in that place of a uh, depression and anxiety and you're 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 lost in the world and you, you're in that lostness that i spoke about yeah a smile can turn your day around a smile can be okay maybe i won't do that to myself maybe yeah. i won't hurt myself you know what i mean and i think that's my why is just to it's to make an impact, you know what I mean. Mm. Make an impact in, in in lives, but also yeah. To to I want to my why is to I I do everything that I why I'm doing everything that I'm doing is because I I just want to grow. I want to learn how to I want want to learn how who yeah. I am and continue to learn who I am and grow who I am as a person and yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was all my question. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a quick review on my Facebook page, Don't Be Afraid to Talk, or DM me on Instagram. The show notes will include all of the relevant links from today's episode. If you haven't already, please download, leave a rating, and share with your friends. You might just reach that person who needs to hear this message. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I am James Lumumba, signing off with gratitude.